Okusan believes in somebody called Lord Pudi. Uh, and he, Lord Pudi is apparently the, the, like, prophesied lord of pudding who who disappeared a long time ago and is gonna come back and, and redeem the world through pudding. And if you play through Okosan's route, he quits school, goes on a quest, then you go with him, you find a treasure chest, he ascends... Into his true pudding form, becomes Lord Pudi, the Lord of Pudding, <laughs> and engulfs the world in pudding. <laughs> so, did you think that was funny, Layla? <laughs> no, but your face was delivering that. Welcome to Mortified, the Friendship Quest, a podcast where two long-distance friends bounce media recommendations all in hopes the other will like it. I'm Aaron. And I'm True Pudding. And this week, we engage in a romance most foul with the 2011 avian dating sim Hatoful Boyfriend. Before we turn the wood world into pudding, remember you can help us on Mortified the Legitimacy Quest by subscribing to us on YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify, signing up for our monthly newsletter through the link in our show notes, or following us on Twitter and Tumblr at MortifiedPod. Uh, real quick before we continue, uh, there's going to be some content warnings, uh, specifically for mentions of suicide, body hoarder, um, serial killer shit. Uh, so we're going to include some timestamps to skip over those things, um, just so you all know. But with that out of the way, Layla. Aaron. Happy Legumentine's Day. <laughs> happy Legumentine's Day to you, too. Uh, so... How did we decide to come up on this piece of media? Here's the funny thing I don't remember. A little piece of mortified lore for everyone is that we do have a document where we just like keep track of ideas. Hotful Boyfriend has just been on there for a while. Yeah, and we decided since, you know, it's Valentine's Day, uh, we should probably do something like romance related. Decided to talk about, you know... This boy, this uh, boyfriend dating thing, except that the boyfriends are pigeons, so it's fun and silly and not at all deranged. Yeah, you can blame um, 2015's masterwork Pan for this decision, because if Pan didn't suck so bad and we didn't move Xenosaga up a week, <laughs> we would not have had this slot open. Yeah, yeah, so again, um, I do think that... Uh, we're, we're sorry. We're sorry for that. Um, you can send your complaints to uh, Hugh Jackman. Um, but, Layla, um, do you... Have you played a lot of visual novels? Yes, actually. Have you? No, not really. Like, I feel like Pyre is the closest I've played to, like, uh, you know, a lot of visual novels. I played Boyfriend Dungeon a little bit, and I also played... Um, suzerain uh which is like a kind of a more strategy focus but it's still basically a visual novel um but like this is you know the most visual novel ass visual novel i've ever played but um i i'm sure you heard the you know all, all of the attention this got back when it came out in like 2011 2012 this and you can tell right this is a piece of media that is very like 
wow, it's the internet and the internet's getting older and like we could do all this crazy stuff. Like, look at these silly birds. We're going to take a, a concept, a conceit like, you know, uh, you know, uh, visual novels, which like this was this is pre Gamergate. So we didn't even have the conversation about whether or not visual novels were games yet. I mean, I'm sure we did, but like it wasn't in mainstream discourse. And then we, we I mean, like, I think this game was made as an April Fool's Day prank. And then, like, it got popular, and then the, you know, the person who did it turned it into a game. So, like, you know, it is a very, you know, early 2010s sensibility about it, I would say. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, like, all the examples you brought up of other visual novels are, like, way more involved than visual novels tend to be mechanics-wise. Like, they, mm-hmm. a majority of them are much more straightforward in terms of like here's text and here's ways in which you can interact with it and i'm given you know you have branching narratives and it's it is complicated to make but on the surface it makes the telling of the story look really easy um and i've played a lot of uh indie ones i i uh, play test uh, my friend marty's heart-forge.tumblr.com um games a lot and you know i i peek into their professional work and stuff so i've I've been on all the the current apps um that are out there for for a lot of like mainstream visual novels and they really range from like some really innovative storytelling to just porn just born so yeah um this was as you said one of those things on the internet where it's like you could date pigeons and i didn't have disposable income until recently so i didn't uh buy it ever but i've always been curious about it because i've heard whispers of it being weirder than it looks on the surface and boy howdy is it it sure is without further ado uh, it's my week to do the plot summary, so... Yeah, fuck you. I will, yeah, listen, you did Xenosaga, this is the least I can do. So, you play as the uh, protagonist who is a sophomore in a high school in presumably Japan. Um, you can name them whatever you want. The default name is Hyoko. So, um, Hyoko is a sophomore at St. Pigeonations Academy. Um and fun fact, you are the only human in this school that is otherwise full of sapient, sentient birds. Um, you know, they talk to you, you can have conversations, you know, you all, you all speak in Japanese. Um, and, you know, on the surface, it's a pretty normal dating sim. Uh, throughout the course of your sophomore and junior years, you meet a bunch of cute birds and, you know, you get the options to, to romance them, sort of hang out with them. You can join the track club, you can join, you know, uh, student government, you can hang out in the infirmary. Um, and as you progress through each bird's storyline, you kind of learn more about the world of Hatoful Boyfriend, like the, the world building and like how it came to be that you were the only bird, but like, or the only human, but like not, you don't get that much into it really. Um, but like, depending on who you choose to romance, you get like a variety of endings and we're going to talk about each of those endings when we discuss the characters because the endings are dependent on the characters. That's how visual novels usually work. Um, Curiously, if you don't progress enough with any one character, you die. Uh, You get killed, uh, and you learn that the experiment at St. Pigeonations is considered a failure. And if that's confusing to you, it should be. Um, If you complete all of the routes and unlock the true ending... Uh, you learn some wild shit about the school, including that there is a virus that wiped out most of humanity and gave the birds sentience, um, and that some people are other people's brothers and uh, are actually not who they claim to be and are all secretly related somehow. It's 
fucking wild. A big concrete dome closes over the school. Um, people get shot. Um, none of this is going to mean anything to you if we don't talk about the characters. Um, so we're going to do that now. Yeah, so I organized these uh, in... Uh, so Aaron and I split the romance routes. We went four and four. So mm-hmm. I split them into every other uh, route for each of us. So <laughs> we can we can ping pong back and forth. Um, did you have any opinions on Ryota as somebody who didn't uh, date him? Uh, he seemed fine. Like, I think this is, like, the most basic option in any, um, you know, game where you can date someone, the, the childhood friend. That's just someone who shows up. Um, and he seemed nice. He seemed cool. I didn't really learn that much about him except for in, in one part of my first playthrough, which I was actually kind of like sort of doing a normal playthrough. Um, I found out that like his mom is really sick uh, and he has to work like so many jobs. So I offered up the job that I was going to get with the cool like co- coffee shop person to him because I'm, I'm a nice friend. But yeah, I'm, I don't know. I mean, he seemed like a nice guy. Um, Ryota's an angel. You are right. He's the safe option. You know, he's the childhood friend. He's someone you know. He won me over pretty immediately. And I should say, okay, this all takes place in like a high school. Um, I did just like let myself be immersed in the world without like thinking too hard about the proverbial age of these bitches. You know what I mean? Like, you uh, I looked up some... on the Wikipedia. Uh, Ryota's 16. Um, and yeah, I, so, I and like, Kazuaki's like 25, which is wild. So it's like, mm, but they're I don't also know. pigeons and they don't live that long. So it's like. Yeah, so hmm, I don't know. Yeah, you gotta. I just let myself be immersed in the world and, and let myself be charmed by these good birds. So he won me over because he said he'd provide for me. And as much as I'm a hyper independent asshole, um, I, I do like that in in um, in a man. So uh, that was great. And then as you kind of develop your relationship with him, um, I got him the wrong beans for Legumentine's Day because he has a sensitive tummy. And I got him beans that he couldn't actually eat, but he liked the sentiment. Um, I actually... He was the first route I played because I, I was determined to do these in order of appearance, which failed for reasons I will disclose later. Um, but, uh, whatchamacallit, he, yeah, so his mother is, like, ill. And the first hint that I got that this game was, like, for all of its weird progression and pacing, like, had something at its core, was him actually giving a pretty compelling speech about how, like, different species different lifespans and he never want wanted to make me the player uh, i used my own name so he never wanted to make me feel as lonely as he felt losing somebody prematurely but i was nice to him and i got the good ending so he married me anyway there we go congrats congrats on your pigeon husband thank you he's great <sighs> um you played a uh, shoes route you want to so we're listeners you're going to discover a theme between the people that Layla romanced and the people I romanced. This we did not do this intentionally, but um I played a very different game than Layla did. Uh Shu is the school doctor who works in the infirmary and is kind of a creep. Um and like one of the first things he says to you is like uh I'll feed you all sorts of things if you want. Um which is pretty fucking weird to say to a 16-year-old. Um his music is Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy, which is wild. Um, Not the wildest music selection, though, in this game. <laughs> there's some there's some choices. Um, he, he says, like, a bunch of gross stuff about if you continue to progress in the, like, the, li- the infirmary route. Like, you know, like, he wants to experiment on you. Um, like, he, and then he's just, like, uh, 
very very strange although there is one point um in a different route where he goes to the track and he's like oh i'm gonna give steroids to this this guy who who runs fast and you know in order to, to make him faster and the guy doesn't want to do that and i say oh i'll take them and then he's like wait no those are for birds <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it bumps up my wisdom a lot which is very funny <laughs> so um. Yeah, uh, Shu is definitely one of those characters we should probably content warning. Um, yeah, uh, content warning for, um, you know, murder, um, you know, bad relationships between an adult and uh, not a minor. Um, and he's the serial killer that we were alerting to earlier. Um, it's fucking gross. Basically, what happens is if you, like, keep going and showing up and, like, start flirting with him, and it's pretty explicitly flirting, like, it's like, like when he's like, oh, why are you in my office? He's like, you can say like, oh, I wanted to hear your voice or like, oh, it's because of your eyes or like you can invite him on a date to the festival. And like, that's, you know, it's a visual novel made in the early 2010s. You, listen, there's a lot of caveats with this game, but, you know, basically you start trying to, you know, romance him uh, on Christmas. Uh, even though you're a Buddhist, he sends you a, um, a Christmas present, uh, which is a quill pen and like a roast bird, like a roast turkey, which like. You know, maybe in this world where there's a lot of, um, you know, sentient birds, that should set off some red flags for Hyoko, but Hyoko doesn't, uh, does not do that, uh, doesn't, doesn't care. Uh, it's later revealed that that is a student, and you ate a student, he killed a student, uh, and then he uh, kills you. Uh, eventually he, he just murders you, cuts your head off, uh, puts it in a jar, uh, he runs from the bird FBI for a while, um, there's a really, like, I didn't, I, I mean, I, it is effective, but it made me feel uncomfortable. But basically he's like talking to your severed head in a jar and it's like, oh, you know, did you always love me? And your only options are to answer yes. Uh, it like gives three yes options. And like, it's, it's gross. But like, I, like Layla pointed out in my notes, like that's, that's just horror. That's, that's the point. Um, and then he does get shot by the bird FBI, <laughs> which is very funny. Um, but yeah, so that was, um, that was the shoe route. So, um, I romanced Kazuaki, who is your homeroom teacher. Uh, also bad. Uh, <laughs> so uh, bad. Content warning for suicide. This is the icky one because, like, I did say I let myself get immersed. But, unfortunately, I can put myself in a mindset where I'm like, okay, whatever. They're all students. They're all my age. But the moment we get into, like, romancing teachers as a student, I'm like, that's a gross power imbalance that I do hate. Um, he's, like, a very chill dude. He has narcolepsy. That's fun. Um, and he teaches, like, math, I think. Um, he's unclear sometimes. And, um, he's, like, fine. You don't really get a lot of romance content in his route. I actually got sidetracked on a lot of side quests on his route. It took me the longest, despite being the least content heavy but basically the way his route ends is you find a picture in his phone case that like slips out of some of a scribbled out bird like you don't know who the picture is of and he basically says that like he was in a really dark place once but like you basically showed him that he can have his heart open to love again someday even though he's not ready now so like you can come back when you're a little older and you can see how it goes disgusting i didn't like it because it emphasized the age and power difference it made me uncomfortable i hated it i didn't like it at all and um is i had the least fun playing it except for the side quest which we will get into a little bit later because that was a fun time that i had okay great 
Uh, speaking of weird, uncomfortable guys, uh, next person I dated was Yuya, who, uh, fun fact, is the person that Shu uh, serves to you later on Christmas. So, like... <laughs> pretty bad start um but basically yuya i liked him initially like he does have some fun like he gives off this himbo energy where he's just like oh yeah uh, i'm so sexy what's up with you girl um and like uh, to some level i think that's like oh that's kind of fun um because it's just like oh this this idiot's hitting on me and that's that's endearing um but like yeah yuya's fine he's he's just like he puts on this weird french accent he's also like the half brother of uh the the other guy that Layla really liked that we'll talk to uh in a minute um like he, he says he says a bunch of weird shit um about like like he says like I try to stay sexy and suave in front of all you little ladies uh but like as you play through him like you realize that he is spying on Shu the doctor um and he you know he does like it seems like there's more going on with him than meets the eye uh, but then he also does, like, weird shit uh, about, like, he says, like, don't tell me you're a hand-holding virgin at one point, which is, like, if a man says that to you, like, I don't know. I don't think that that would endear you to him. I I, I think that would be a weird thing to say. Um, but then, like, as you keep seeing him, you realize that he is being, like, stalked by the bird FBI. Um, he is, like, you know, trying, he's engaged in this fight with, uh, with Shu. Um, but, like, yeah, you like do you tell basically what happens is you tell Shu that like when when Yu Yu is like spying in his office, like you, you say, oh no, uh, that was he he couldn't that couldn't have been him. He was with me. You cover for him. He realizes that you you like him. He explains a little bit about the hawk and the dove party, which are two factions um, in the world of this game. The dove party believes that uh, birds should live peacefully with humans, and the hawk party believes that they should exterminate the humans. Which is, you know, I don't know if you get that information any of the, of the other routes, but he just says that. Um, but you then, get it if you don't romance anybody and the hawk party kills you. Yes, okay, excellent, good. Um, he also believes that, believe, uh, reveals that Shu um, is not, not his real name, uh, and he's been developing anti-biolo- human biological weapons um, for the hawk party. Uh, normal stuff. Uh, he offers to, you know run away with you um and you become a pair of spies and you know you do this endless battle for justice behind the frail curtain of society apparently uh so that's how that's how yuya's arc ends i hated yuya i hated him from the moment i fucking met him he was like i'm so sexy for you little lady fuck you are you serious i was so mad i think in my notes i wrote i'm gonna fuck your brother out of spite awakened like an awful scorpio reflex inside of me to like just i hated him oh my god but i i romanced his brother sakuya and he was my favorite route um yeah we'll talk about this yeah so sakuya sucks which long time listeners will know i love i love it when a man sucks a little bit um he's very wealthy and he okay so he does call people mongrels a lot. He's not the only one. Like, the word mongrel gets thrown around a lot in this game. It's very 2011. It also says to me that the person... I don't think... Because it's the author's Japanese, right? Yes. So if English isn't her first language, I'm willing to give, like, a lot of grace for maybe not knowing the racialized connotation of that word. But he calls people mongrels and it's really uncomfortable, so you do have to see past that. Um, and so basically his route is you... Um, 
The charming thing about mean characters is not when they're mean and, like, nasty and you have to put up with it. It's when they're mean, but then, like, the moment you even, like, prod at that prickly exterior, they shut up. And that's what it's like with Sakuya every time, where you're like, you go on a class hike and he's like, what is this peasantry, this walking? I hate this. What do you mean walk? Why do I have to exercise? I'm here to rule. And you're like, Sakuya, shut the fuck up. Go look at this view. And he will quietly go look at the view with you. And that's it, like, the whole time. And the thing that I was like, where is this route going? Like, I get it, but, like, I'm not seeing any movement with it. And then there's a moment in the music room, because every time I did a new route, I tried to, like, do different classes or like take different options that don't have anything to do with the romance so on sakuya's route i um i only went to music class <laughs> you can go to math class and gym class or music class i just went to music class um and he stops you at the piano and he's like what do you love and you're like you can you can you have a couple options i don't remember what i said but he's like hmm and then doesn't say anything and the end of his route is very charming because he uh, there's a freeze like a cold snap and uh, you're sitting in your cave because you live in a cave. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and you, like, are looking out and you're like, wow, it's so cold. A lot of birds are just, like, on the ground, like, like freezing. It's it's really sad. And then all of a sudden you see, you're like, wait a minute, I know those butt feathers. And it's Sakuya. And so you go and you bring him into your little cave and you keep him warm. Um, And he's like, I ran away from home because I realized that I love music. And my father doesn't want me to pursue music. He wants me to be a label. He wants me to rule. But I really love music. And talking to you made me realize that I, like, you had such a simple answer for what you love. And, like, I couldn't replicate that simplicity. And you get to encourage him and be like, go talk to your dad and, and tell him you love music and see what happens. And I got the good ending. There's, like, a, there's an ending where that's kind of the end of it. And you're like, I wonder what happens with Sakuya and his love for music. I got the good ending. He runs away from home and he lives with me in my cave and he plays concerts on the piano. And I love that for him. Absolutely, King. Are we broke? Yes. Are we happy? Absolutely. It's fine. I will be the hunter-gatherer breadwinner. Great good i'm glad that the huge aristocratic douchebag did it for you they always do i hate to say yeah yeah your taste in men as we have noted on the show before is embarrassing um but uh, more embarrassing for me is the fact that i did the okosan route um don't so sla- be careful do not slander okosan i love that fucking pigeon it's it's fine it's I got all the joke routes, right? So, San Oko. Everybody in this game has a human portrait, right? They're like anime boys. If so they you're are cowarding, anima- you turn them on. For my first playthrough, I had them turned on. And I just wanted to see, you know, what everybody looked like. Oko-san's just a pigeon. <laughs> he's not, he's not a, he's not like an anthropomorphic person he's just a pigeon he doesn't um, have a boy sona no he does not have a flesh sona um <laughs> so his whole thing is that he is obsessed with pudding uh whenever you talk to him uh he talks about how you know oh you haven't given me the right pudding ousted scorned betrayed dragged into the street and shot by those he trusted most um he's also the captain of the uh, track team and he just runs super fast so that's that's weird um Basically, you 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 spend a lot of time with him in track. You 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 become like a good track runner, 
and eventually you you learn over the course of many conversations that um Okusan believes in somebody called Lord Pudi. Uh and he Lord Pudi is apparently the the like <laughs> prophesied lord of pudding who who disappeared a long time ago and is going to come back and and redeem the world through pudding. And if you play through Okusan's route, he quits school, goes on a quest, then you go with him, you find a treasure chest, he ascends into his true pudding form, becomes Lord Pudi, the Lord of Pudding, and engulfs the world in pudding. So... Did you think that was funny, Layla? <laughs> no, but your face was delivering that. It's just, it's just very early 2010s. Like, oh, wouldn't it be so wild if there was, you know, a whole route in this pigeon dating simulator where the weird joke guy turned out to actually be the Lord of Pudding. And, you know, you get a little picture of a truffle at the end and, you know, the world gets turned into pudding and that's... That's really funny, I think. Yeah, it's big uh, um, spaghetti monster vibes. Yeah, ex- it's exactly right. It's very much like, oh, this is so silly, isn't it? <sighs> so I romance Nageki. Um, content warning for suicide. Um, Nageki is a library ghost. He's a ghost <laughs> that lives in the library. Uh, at first, you think he's kind of a recluse and he's being bullied because all the other birds are ignoring him um they're not ignoring him they can't see him um because he's a ghost he's a ghost in the library and he can't leave and his ending made me cry it got genuine human emotion out of me because you hold him as he fades away and tells you that he was so caught up in his misery that he didn't even realize he wasn't able to leave the library and that years had passed and um your love reminded him that um he could have closure and that he can die now and having loved and he feels fulfilled um it's really sad um now aaron sent me a video this afternoon while i was organizing my bedroom and I had done some additional reading late last night to, like, see what endings I, mu- I missed out on. Nageki is Kazuaki, the homeroom teacher's brother. They were in the same orphanage. And Nageki was canonically always ill. And so he he had a different strain of the H1N, H5N1 H5N1 yes. virus. And um, Shu in his, they took him to the school to fucking experiment on him so that they could have bioweapons against the humans. And upon learning this, Nageki um, traps himself in the library and lights it on fire. Um, And at this point, uh, Kazuaki, by the way, they're the only survivors of like a tragedy of humans attacking their orphanage. So add that trauma on there. Kazuaki gets to talk to him through the door as the library is burning and vows to return to the school as an employee to get revenge. That is whose photo he has in his phone case is his little brother, Nageki. 
and um well we'll talk about what happens outside of the romance plot because this is two games in one and i don't think it should have been any games at all um <laughs> but yeah uh so that i did love nageki though he's very funny he's very sweet um I, again a, a trope i love is like a a quiet um nerd giving like a jock permission to um just like talk at them and then they like it and they're not mean about it it's nice as somebody who got yelled at for talking too much it comforts me so i did angel <laughs> angel's an angel uh you you basically do a wish you do a wish and you meet uh higori uh angel the fallen servant of god stained with the blood of sin um he's the, a bleeding heart pigeon yeah he's a uh, and that's that's cool that those exist they also call him a luzon bleeding heart pigeon because he's he's canonically filipino um and one of the things that hyoko says is like oh i want to call him banana man because they have bananas in the philippines which is like wildly like i don't even know if it's racist necessarily it seems racist but like in such a wild way that i don't even know that it's offensive but it's it's fucking weird um anyway he he talks like he's um like a knight errant from the 12th century um he talks about how um you know he he you know he says when the chaotic wings of the reaper appear on this earth the echoes of the end shall be heard across the land and you're just like oh this guy's out of his gourd um but he starts saying that you know you are adel blau the angel of fire who drove him from the world and imprisoned him in a turtle cage of ice um and basically it, it goes on like that you um you know he's like obsessed with breaking into the doctor's office because he can feel evil coming from there um but, you know, at, at the very end of his route, the Crimson Adel, Angel of Judeca and, and you, you know, Adel Blau, uh, you know, unite together. You break into the office, uh, and it turns out there's an evil tree growing in the office. Uh, Shu becomes this evil um, sorcerer. Uh, you do a JRPG battle, like a turn-based JRPG battle with uh, Angel's evil half. Um, and then you win... And that's, yeah, that's, that's that route. So again, like this is when goat simulator was popular, right? Like it's very much like, whoa, wouldn't it be wild if there was like a crazy JRPG, but also is about goats. It's, it's again, just the same sensibility. So those are the romance routes. Mm -hmm. Um, how did you feel about Kenzaburo, the owner of the cafe? I only talked to him for, like, a couple minutes. He seemed cool. I wish I did knew you, more of his backstory. Did you give up the job in all of your playthroughs? Uh, I only got offered the job in one playthrough because all the other ones require you to not look for a job. Oh, interesting. Okay, how did you feel about Azami, our girl? Azami kicks ass, probably the only good character in this. That's fair. Um, So if you take the job... Um, I gave it up to Ryota while I was romancing him, but then while I was romancing Sakuya, I took the job, um, and I kept it, uh, because I just wanted to see what would happen. There's a regular named Rabu, who's a yellow parakeet, I think, and you kind of, like, make friends with him and Kenzaburo, and you have, like, a chill time, because nobody else comes to this cafe. Um... And eventually you're like, oh my God, like I have to, I have to quit my job because school's starting back up again. I'm going to invite my good friend Azami to this cafe 
And fun fact, Azami used to be in a law, traffic law abiding biker gang with Rabu, and his name used to be Hokusawa Blaster. And they were in love, and that's why her scooter is named Blaster. But now she's mad at him because he abandoned her after she confessed. And he tells her that he just wanted to go straight and make her proud and then come back and propose. So you have an opportunity to facilitate this bird reunification, which I did, obviously, and you get an achievement for it. But the best part of it, the credits start rolling as soon as you do this. And then your character busts back in and goes, hey, wait, no, 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 credits, (laughs) credits rolling. (laughs) My love story, not theirs. Oh, sorry, this was during my Nageki route. So that's, or not Nageki, sorry, um... My Kazuaki, my teacher route. So that's why his route took the longest, despite not having any content, as I was <laughs> I was uniting these birds in the cafe. It was good. Yeah. I liked it. thought it was cute. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, very clearly there are, like, very interesting routes. Um, un- unfortunately for me, I think Layla got the most, like, story and narrative-heavy options. Um, I-, I got mostly joke options and the weird serial killer route. Um but, like, you know, clearly there's something here. You know, maybe Hatofu Boyfriend doesn't, like, have, like, an especially deeper complex, you know, character building. But it seems like it's pretty solid overall. Um, I mean, like, it's, the pacing's, like, honestly not great. You literally don't do anything. Because it's it's split up into um, terms. So, like, first, second, third term of, of your sophomore year. You literally don't do anything your first term. Second and third term was, was where all the content happens. And, and you don't get a lot of choice um, in, like, just, like, narratively speaking. Um, so it's not, like, the best visual novel. And a lot of the joy I got out of playing it was just, like, me liking romance content. Like, I just, I enjoy it as a genre. And I'm good at, like projecting and extrapolating information to like make that kind of stuff more fun for me um but i can't say it was particularly like i don't know like thick with or rich with like narrative you know what i mean yeah i I mean it was fine it was largely fine um there is you know the other you know the other part of it the the secret ending um so the thriller, the international spy thriller. Yeah, there's some shit at the end. Um, we'll link to the Games as Let's, you know, exploration summary of that ending. But basically, so um, Hyuko, or, yeah, Hyoko dies, um, and her, her body is cut up and, you know, sent to all of her classmates. And then the school gets locked down, like we said. But basically, there's a lot of, um, you know, investigations going on. Um, Shu um reveals that he like made a promise to one of the characters to like fix the the conflict between birds and humans and he interprets that as you know destroy the last humans so that way there will be no more conflict and you know um the teacher kazuaki has a like a mental breakdown and like i think pulls a gun on someone at some point it's it, there's a part where like a robot mecha skeleton comes out and like in theory in the end you know ryota allows you know hiyako to get resurrected you know they have her brain and they somehow use the brain to bring her back to life and that's good i guess um but like there's so much weird world building shit at the end that i think that we could probably talk about you know 
to your point, which is like, you know, what what was this? Why was this a game, <laughs> etc. Yeah, um, it's not. I think the games is. I would really recommend people watch the games is lit summary because he points out something, which is that the storytelling in that secret ending is really tight. But like, you have to get through all eight routes to get to it. Um, and there's a lot of like you get resolution between Yuya and Sakuya and like their whole brotherhood thing. You you get to talk about Kazuaki and um, uh, Nageki, um, and and you know Kazuaki has this whole thing where like Nageki's an actual ghost, but he can't see him because the cloud of his guilt is so thick that he makes up like an alternate ghost in his head that is guilting him constantly. Um, there's a lot of like interesting stuff and a lot of exploration of like guilt and the way relationships affect people and it's like neat um but then what was the point of the non-canonical surface romance novel that wasn't that like good yeah like i don't know right i i think it like this game is clearly trying to straddle the line between like you know the people who aren't going to play through all the routes like just like to be a kind of a funny joke game to them and then also the people who do it it does provide like a pretty interesting reward for the people who are determined enough to get through all the routes and you know i'm happy for them but like you know i don't want to dismiss the work that this author did because you know writing anything with branching narratives and uh, multiple choices is difficult um but yeah i don't i am like pretty kind of meh on the whole thing like it seems like the the execution was like pretty mediocre unfortunately at the very least it didn't age great um no and the thing about like like you said like people being determined enough to 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 complete all eight routes and get this like secret thing so i'm playing final fantasy x right now and uh spoilers for a 20 year old rpg um at the end you find out that your main character's Titus is not a person. He is a, a dream of the faith. Um, and the whole of FFX2 is Yuna trying to find a way to, like, bring him back after he disappears. Um, and if you complete a certain percentage of the game, you get that ending. You get an ending of Titus coming back. If you complete, if you 100% the game, you get another extra cutscene. So you still get most of the content of the game and then a little bit extra if you put more effort in. I have never heard of a situation where the extra content is a whole other game. Yeah, like, I think you probably double the length of this game just with the the, the second half. Um, right, and I think that's, that's very interesting because, like, uh, it comes into conversation with another game we've talked about, which is Undertale, right? A game that explicitly asks you to not do more than one route. Um, while, you know, we talked about how maybe it doesn't me mechanically back up that assertion. Um, you know, it's still, uh, you know, its ethos was that it wanted you to to play the game once and have fun with it and then not try to, you know, 100% everything. Um, ironically, this, uh, the person who wrote uh, Hatofu Boyfriend did the Japanese translation for Undertale, fun fact. Um, but, like, this, this is very much the opposite when that, those kind of concepts weren't really getting bandied around just yet. And, you know, it was very common, right, you know, like, to case in point, Final Fantasy, where you get, you know, these extra cutscenes. But, like, it doesn't really... 
right? I'm not sure what the intention is if you're going to make a game that is, that is ostensibly a joke, but also very serious and like put so much more work into the serious bit. Um, you know, I wonder if it wasn't just sort of thing where that they just started to write the joke routes out, but then they just wanted to build a world building frame around it, and they just got really into their own world building frame. And like, listen, I've been there. I've done projects where it's like, oh, I have a really good idea. I'm going to get really deep into the world building, and I neglect the rest of my you know, narrative, um, you know, I, I don't do enough character work and it's just like a bunch of cool, you know, sci-fi concepts that don't actually play out in the story. Um, I, I wonder if it was something of more of that, but, um, it is certainly a choice to, to lock, lock half your game behind this, this arbitrary, uh, point. I mean, also, you know, Nier Automata does something pretty similar, uh, which is, you know, makes you play through it multiple times and, you know, I think that's that's a trend we should put in the past. Yeah, I think I think you like glazed over this point or like graced past it, which is like this is a game that belongs to a certain era of the internet. So I think part of the intent of of putting all that content behind um having to do all eight routes first, which one of those routes is is kind of hard to find too, like the angel route, you have to really be poking around is that it's kind of a game built for discussion on a neat on a niche forum like it's kind of a game built for a community of people to dig into and talk about and it's almost like of a bygone age of fandom you know of like that was starting to phase out pretty significantly in 2011 um uh, an era of fandom that is closer to like from my experience probably like 2007 to 9 where you like really were on forums talking to like niche communities and and really getting into stuff um which like in that context i think it works right in the same way that like the spaghetti monster works in the same way that slender man works the problem we're running into is we are a quote unquote mainstream audience And I just don't know if this particular format suits the sensibilities of just like a broad audience. Yeah, yeah, it it's definitely seems like it, it is something where like you and like your small fan form of like 100 people, like have a conversation and, and dissect the routes and like, you know, something something very much built for that smaller audience. But like, you know, I think right around this time is when I got like a Reddit account and like, uh, you know, we can see that era of fandom fracturing with like Reddit being like, oh, you know, the idea of a forum where you like, you just talk, talk about one, co- um, you know, one topic. What if we put all the forums on one website? And like, that's, that's what happened over the last 10 years is that, you know, fandom has become aggregated. Um, you know, we, we reduce the amount of websites that we regularly visit to, you know, like big social media ones and, you know, content aggregators. Um, and, you know, it is in so many ways, this is a game of a bygone era. Yeah, which which we, we run into a lot. But I think this particular it's I think it, almost like a repo. Um, I think it had to have exist for better things to come after it. Um, but I think it's safe to say neither of us had that much fun. No, no, it was, you know, we meant to do this as like kind of a fun thing and it just wasn't, wasn't that fun, unfortunately. You know, I, I think there might be something to talk about because like this game is a predecessor to like Doki Doki Literature Club, right? Like there, there's a whole genre of like, oh, what if it was like a visual novel that was really cute, but actually it was really fucked up and like, 
you know, that's, you know, I don't, don't, that doesn't really appeal to me, but like, I can see that that is an important, you know, point in, in like the history of these types of games. But again, like that is something that came out of like niche internet fandoms. Um, I need to look up the title of a game. Hold on. Oh no, I don't. I remember it. Um, so like Doki Doki Literature Club, sure, is like kind of a, um, a, uh, continuation of the trend of Hotful Boyfriend, but like Hotful Boyfriend also comes off of games like Yume Nikki, which was out in around 2007-2008, was a niche fucked up horror game about a little girl, uh, uh, Off and Undertale, and like all of these, um, again, like extremely niche games um that have been around since like forum days and that's exactly when i feel like hotful boyfriend was built for um but then it also has this veneer of the lolxd so random data pigeon bird flu zeitgeist so um again it's it's one of those things that we encounter that's a time capsule um that being said I did extract a little bit of joy from this game. You and I are both um, attentive, I think, to mechanics, yes? Sure. Your starting stats in this game are one wisdom, five charisma, and 800 vitality, which is extremely funny because Mm -hmm. big disparity in numbers. And you are uh, a hunter-gatherer, which I think is maybe the one thing that never gets explained. No, you just assert it constantly. <laughs> Great, and that you're a Buddhist. Fantastic, I Wild, guess. yeah. So, um, it is, if you go to math class enough, as I do, um, at around 26 wisdom, because you get five wisdom every time you go to math class, you are talking about like applied calculus with your teacher like you are becoming a brainiac and you are you are beginning to outsmart him um so what does 800 vitality imply and more than that what does it say that okosan can beat you in a race on foot multiple times I think it's pretty clear. Um, so, right, we're we're using bird stats, right? This is all from the bird's perspective. So, right, you know, I think there's also like a bird supremacy aspect here. So that's why your wisdom is is ranked so low. It's because like, oh, you know, you're you're not very smart. Um, but you know, over the course of you know all of your math studying, you you bump your wisdom up, um, and that makes sense to me. You know, you 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 study really hard, you get you get very wise. Um, 800 vitality makes complete sense because you know in the world of birds, you're you're gonna live way way longer. Um, so it makes sense that you, a human who is much bigger than them and much you know more long lived, would have much more vitality. Um, and Oko-san's a god, so. Yes, why wouldn't a, they have infinite vitality yeah he is he is absolutely a pudding god um but yeah your main character is like unhinged um in terms of being really buff and really dumb and like i guess a little charismatic but a narc yeah like i don't know why like there's at some point where she's just like oh we have to obey the rules we live in a society and there's definitely some times where it's like if you you choose an option she'll be like oh no i have to go talk she gives this like weird 
like reference to Alexander the Great and talks about how she has to like return home to like conquer the you know lead the armies of Macedonia or some shit and it's just so off the wall and again I do think it's that you know holds up a spork kind of humor but it, it's just wild. Oh, yeah, I had one where I was asked to uh, go hang out at the receptionist desk, and I compared myself to an Oni handing out something. It was wild. Like Divine Justice or something. Yeah, like, just weird. Yeah, some, again, like, LOLXD, so random, um, made even worse by the fact that I did use my own name. Yeah, that's very funny. Um, I I think it's hysterical that <laughs> Layla became the character that, happened, that all these terrible things happened to. I was dismembered in multiple realities. <laughs> yeah, awful. R.I.P. I just, you know, I, I already got the bird's name, so, like, I'm bad at, um, if you throw a lot of names at me all at once, I get really confused. Um, I'm bad at, like, ret- I need individual introductions to characters and concepts, and because I was doing a visual novel where there's so many characters introduced all at once and they're all connected, I'm like, I can't have another name that sounds like their name. I have to, th- I have to use mine, um, which I think helped a lot. Um, but it did again mean I was dismembered a couple of times, so. Yeah, yeah, very sorry about that. It's okay. It happens <sighs> to the rest of us. Yes. Um, but, Layla, if you were given the opportunity to, you know, add on to this this trend, you know, if you had the abilities that you have now um, in, in the, you know, blessed, blessed year of 2011... <laughs> Uh, and you had the chance to have a Hatofu boyfriend style hit. What kind of silly visual novel conceit would you turn into like a very serious and graphic game? It's just the George W. Bush administration. Oh my god. I would just I would make I would make the Bush administration mm-hmm. visual novel. Mm-hmm. You remember yeah. that goof, goofy guy? Yeah, would would you be the the player character be George W. Bush and like be like going through the campaign? No, okay. No, I think you should be like a staffer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you can date the former president uh, and, and like and like all, and all the guys who did the Iran Contra. Yeah, wait. Yeah, Iran Contra. Am I getting my? Am I Are you talking my... about Reagan? Oh Re- man. <laughs> Fuck Reagan. He's always living rent-free in my head. Sorry, I got my scandals mis- mixed up. I meant the Iraq war. Ah, I um, see. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I do love the idea that our Dr. Shu in this universe is just Dick Cheney. <laughs> I mean, like, listen, we, yeah, he, he did shoot somebody on the steps. Of, so, uh, so is the true ending of your visual novel that the protag does 9-11? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, what about you? What would you do? So, unfortunately, I had a very similar conceit, which is that it would be... I'm sure, actually, this exists. Uh, I would make the 2016 presidential election. (laughs) So, I think it would be bad. Um, I think that you might be... Would you be able to date Trump and, like, are him and all of his children separate routes? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Great. Uh, maybe not some of the stupid children. Like I They're think there's all only stupid. Uh, definitely not the kid. But like there, oh. there's two sons, like the older sons that I don't, I can't distinguish between. I yeah. think they might just be turned into one person. Or um, consider you just date them both at the same time. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they they they're just twins and they come together. Because you know how in anime sometimes there's creepy twins. Yeah, they're just like the that. creepy twins. Yeah. Um. 
I don't I don't I haven't decided if you'd be like a third like an independent candidate. Uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe the character <laughs> maybe the character is the libertarian candidate Ron Johnson or not Ron Johnson. What's what was that guy? It's Gary Johnson. <laughs> That's who you play as. You play as Gary Johnson and you try to date <laughs> everybody in in the Trump team. You try to date Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton and whoever else ran in 2016 on the Democratic side. Um, you realize Bernie Sanders would be the closest you'd get to the shoe route? Because he's an old, weird man. No, because, you know, if we're going to amp this up to a, a an 11, you know, considering democratic socialism, you couldn't you couldn't capitalize on him as a resource. You couldn't monopolize him. You have to be the shared resource if he has you. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> Set your body parts out. Oh, great. Good. <laughs> Will I cut that? We'll find out. <laughs> great. Yeah, no, definitely. Check back with us in a couple years when we get extremely canceled for making this game. Um, yeah, so great. Awesome. Uh, I know. I mean, like, you brought up Reagan. I think Reagan, I think Nixon administration would be another good one. That would just be fun. That would yeah. just be a fun game to play. I would love to do Watergate, the video game. <laughs> God. Well, listeners, um, if you have weird political eras that you'd like to turn into your own visual novels, give us a call at 775 573 8882. Uh, thank you to the one um, listener who did answer that job posting that I put out, apparently. <laughs> uh, thanks for leaving that voicemail for Layla to read. Um, but yeah, um, if you... God, this is this has been a weird one, Layla. I don't know. I don't know about this one. I thought I was having fun. I don't know. I think it's I'm a great one. I'm having fun, despite the weirdness of Hatoful Boyfriend. But, um, you know they're not all they're not all media that we enjoy but they're all media we enjoy talking about and i think that's the important thing i think next week we do return uh to form which i mean we are in form right now but a different yeah. version of our form the next uh, the next saiyan level of our form um because we are talking about godzilla versus kong oh hell yeah there we go yeah. no in-depth character <laughs> development just no, the, punching the opposite <laughs> in fact Excellent, good, smooth-brained, good time. That's what we're here for. Um, Layla, when we are not trying to envision a world in which Bernie Sanders uh, mutilates and distributes you, um, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at L-E-Y-L-S-E-S on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram, where I'm mostly talking about Olympic figure skating until the end of next week, because that's when Olympic figure skating ends. Um, and you can also read essays, uh, an essay I will be writing probably tonight about um, how to, it's a continuation of my You Wrote a Gay essay in which I tell you how to not write a gay. Very, very excited for that. Cannot wait to follow up with that historic essay. Uh, if you want to find me on the internet, I'm at AaronSXL on Twitter, where I talk about tabletop RPGs and health policy. Um, I do another podcast with uh, my friends Michael and Josh at The Bible Boys. We're talking about Christian media. We're going to be talking about the Christian um, romance movie Christian Mingle, uh, which may just be an ad for the website Christian Mingle. Uh, I don't know. We'll find out. Um, but yeah, if that sounds interesting to you, check us out there. Um, 
our theme song is Obsolete by Keshko from the album Filmmaker's Reference Kit Volume 2. You can find more of their music at keshko.bandcamp.com. Layla, how do we close out this episode? Well, Aaron, the problem is I don't know because I dozed off and got stuck in the washing machine last night. We'll see you all next week. <laughs>